Welcome back to Marriage Monday. Thanks so much for joining with me. My name is Dave Berenger, and this is my podcast to help you build your marriage one Monday at a time. Today, we're talking about communication barriers. And when I talk about that, I'm talking about the type of barriers that prevent you from letting down your defenses and being vulnerable so that you can truly be with your partner, be seen by them, and you're able to see them. Because if we've developed barriers, it really keeps us from truly hearing our partner, seeing them for who they are, and embracing the information that they're trying to convey. So I've got four simple questions that I want you to ask that's going to help you to discover if you have any marriage communication barriers. So get a load of this. Number one, do you have any negative patterns or habits that you tend to fall into whenever you're trying to communicate? Now, maybe it's something that your partner says that triggers you emotionally, and then all of a sudden your defenses rile up, then you make some critical remark about them and they start getting riled up, and all of a sudden any chance that you had to make any type of progressive um, conversation or communication happen, that's now out the window because the both of you have triggered each other and now uh, you're just yelling or you're using the silent treatment. So when you ask about those negative patterns, you're trying to identify those things that tend to dismantle the conversation and take it into a different direction. And those things tend to happen all the time. So find those patterns, find those habits. Secondly, do you need to do some self-reflection? What am I talking about? Because it's easy to wrap, get wrapped up in the type of things that your partner does that you see as contributing to the issue at hand. And the more you think about it, the more angrier you get, and then the more justified you feel in the mean comment that you made back at them. And the more you sit into that cycle, the more that you begin to actually shut down communication because that barrier is not just in your own life. It'll set up a barrier between you and your spouse. And so sometimes we have to do some self-reflection instead of worrying and fixating on what they are doing to contribute to the problem. You need to ask, am I, am I contributing toward the issue? Second, our third question that you can ask is this, do you need to make each other feel safe? Do you need to make each other feel safe? Imagine if you just step back from a conversation and started asking yourself, did one or the both of us feel judged or attacked? Did, were we in an atmosphere that just was not conducive toward both people feeling safe. Oftentimes, I see couples want to have conversations for which one person, the person who scheduled the conversation, they put the other person in the atmosphere for which they felt like it was going to lend toward a personal win. So you need to step back and ask, do the both of us feel safe? And is it the right spot to have a conversation? And the fourth question is this, do you know what your hotspots are? Do you know what your hot spots? If you don't know what a hot spot is, these are the things that tend to give you this kind of involuntary emotional reaction whenever they're brought up. It could be a subject, it could be a tone, it could be a um, a comment, it could be a word, it could be linked to something that you're insecure about, maybe it's linked to a past hurt, maybe it's something that you experienced in your family of origin. I'm talking about the family you grew up with. Regardless, you have to know what your hot spots are, and sometimes this takes some really dig deeping. Maybe it's sitting with a counselor, or oftentimes sitting with your spouse and having a good conversation about that. So once you've identified those barriers, it's time to really sit down together and start working through how you can commit to getting uh, conversational health in your relationship. And so here's four simple steps to do it. Number one, acknowledge the struggle. You can admit that there is a barrier and there's also perhaps a weakness in your communication. Listen, it's not weakness to admit your weakness. 
But for some of us, we, we feel like we have to save face and we don't trust our spouse's heart to admit that I am weak in this area and I need help. We need help in this. But that's the first step is just simply acknowledging the struggle. Secondly, strip away defenses by making each other feel safe and respected. This means that you are thinking through the atmospheres. You th- you think through the timing. You're thinking through the technique. Remember what I've said before about communication. It's timing, tone, and technique. You're thinking about everything about the atmosphere, the ethos of your conversation, the subjects, the tones, the way that you're approaching, and you're making sure that you are both, both of you, feeling safe and respected when it comes to the conversation. Number three, share your self-reflective discoveries. I think this is a beautiful thing. When you share about, you know, the honesty about how you're feeling, how vulnerable you're trying to be, how accepting you are of your spouse, when you both are just taking turns and discovering what is happening in self-reflection, self-reflection that says, I am weak in this area, or I am struggling in this area, or I keep falling back into these patterns and I want help from you. When you just start showing humility, humility is the breeding ground for blessing. It's like breaking up the soil so it actually prepares for a seed to have the best chance to produce a plant and fruit. And so when you share your self-reflection discoveries about your life, about your challenges, about even your wins and celebrations, it becomes the place for uh, humility to begin to grow and flourish. Don't wait for your other for your spouse to become humble. You show humility, take the lead, and encourage humility in your relationship. And number four, talk through personal hotspots. Take the time to uncover the hot spots in your relationship. Uh, for example, you could say something like, when you do this, fill in the blank, I feel this, fill in the blank, because of this. It's such an easy way to help reveal to your spouse what are the hot spot words, tones, phrases, moments. And it doesn't mean that they are necessarily doing something wrong. Sometimes our spouses are saying things out of ignorance and we haven't taken the time to be vulnerable and just say, hey, when you say it this way, this is what comes up in my life. This is the anger I feel. This is the hurt that I feel. This is when I want to shut down. And talking through your hotspots, it returns us back to exactly what I see in the book of Genesis, Adam and Eve being naked and unafraid. It's the idea of being fully vulnerable, fully present. I'm not hiding anything. What you see is what you get. And it gives your spouse an opportunity to step in and be a part of the healing process so that that both of you, when you're communicating, can work through your barriers and see marital health arrive. This is just a fantastic conversation for the both of you to have. Sit down, ask those four questions. Ask about negative patterns. Ask about self-reflection. Ask each other about making each other feel safe and recognize, lastly, the hot spots and begin to work through those things and watch barriers fall and watch the marriage rise up. That's all I've got for you today. Thank you so much for joining with me. If you haven't already, would you share this podcast with somebody? And if you would be so gracious, give us a five-star rating on Spotify Podcast or on Apple Podcast, whichever way you're listening to us, and help us get the word out about building marriages one Monday at a time. God bless.